Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The following is a CA original. Pouncer, the Palm Squad. Pre- and post-game parties on Beale Street. It's all part of the Memphis Tigers basketball game day experience. This is the Tiger Basketball Podcast. What's happening, Tiger basketball fans? We are back for another off-season edition of the Tiger Basketball Podcast. Uh, recruiting season is in full swing. We have reached the month of May, and it is the uh, could be the month of Penny Hardaway and his five-star recruits. Um, it's looking more and more. It's it's a really exciting time to be a Tiger basketball fan right now. Just with um, it seems like we are on the precipice of whoa, yeah, that's pre- a word. Yes, we are on the verge of this program going to another level under Penny, um, with the recruitments of Precious, Precious Achua, Lester Quinones, Trendon Watford, R.J. Hampton, Rajon Tucker, the grad transfer, um, they all seem to be nearing their conclusion, if not this month, probably in the month or two after that. And it's looking like Memphis is in a really good spot for a lot of them. And uh, the excitement seemed to really heighten this week when R.J. Hampton officially reclassified to 2019, the 2019 class. And so he figured we'd come back. Drew was on the road this weekend in Atlanta watching a lot of uh, AAU action, seeing a lot of the prospects Memphis is recruiting in 2020 and 2021, but also saw R.J. Hampton. Um, And then there was an interesting... Beast. 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 We'll get to him in a little bit. Let's start, though, with this, um, because Memphis is going to need to, if they're going to get all these guys, they need to fit them on the roster. And from what we understood, they had, we talked about this last week on the podcast, they have three scholarships available if they're not giving one to Ryan Boyce. And then if they wanted to get a fourth, they could maybe move Jaden Hardaway to a walk-on. Well, Penny Hardaway, in an article in Forbes, said they are looking for that he was talking as if they have four open scholarships right now and so uh we did some digging to figure out what how exactly they got those four and and drew what can you tell the listeners at this moment at one forty seven p.m on may 1st it sounds an awful lot like there's a chance that david winget could not be a memphis tiger next season um, so you think Winget is going to transfer? Yeah, you're hearing that Winget might transfer. Yes, that is that's what I've heard, and I've actually I reached out to. You can look into this as you will. Take this for exactly what it is. Um, but I actually talked to David this morning very briefly. I asked him if he intended to transfer, and David did not want to comment on it. Um, so his exact words were no comment. Okay, good. So good, good media training. Yeah. Yes. But you can look into that however you want. 
Uh, I'm not telling you how to look into that, but you I would, think you it's... would think if he was saying staying, he would yeah. say I'm staying. Exactly. And like I'm going to be, you know, he wouldn't he would not do that. You'd think. So we we did check in the transfer portal. Again, this is as of 147 on Monday May or Monday Wednesday May 1st. Um and he was not in the transfer portal yet. Correct. But I'm swimming in that transfer portal. Can you swim in a portal? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. It's like a shark. I didn't know there was water in portals. Where are the sharks in in the transfer portal? No, mm. we're not. No, we're not. We're like the like the buoys. Like <laughs> <laughs> they like they like they're like check marks. Um but it sounds like that is going to be the fourth scholarship open and it you know, when you look at it, it makes sense in that Penny is, you know, I actually, you know, I I'm curious to see to hear exactly how this all played out was this david winget realizing you know look at who penny's recruiting like i'm not you know they're recruiting over me i can find a better situation somewhere else or was this you know penny and the staff kind of going to him david and saying hey we're recruiting over you you might want to look somewhere else i think that you know regardless it seems like if i'm david winget and i want to play college basketball sooner rather than later given what we know about Penny's recruiting right now, probably will end up being the best move for all parties involved. But it will be interesting to see if Penny had to get like kind of cutthroat in terms of right. and you know what? making room. If if David does transfer, I would expect there to be... I mean, of course there's going to be suitors, but I, I would expect there to be several people that are jump out right away because from what I've been able to gather over... The course of the year is David is is even though he was battling sort of that that injury that hairline uh, fibula fracture is one of the more hardworking um, guys on the team and someone that you know did a good job of setting an example of you know making sure that that work ethic stays where it needs to be over the course of the season. So I you know I, I would expect people to you know jump on that almost right away. Well, and what's fascinating is big picture wise, it's now. You know, these guys Penny went and got, I mean, like David Winget was the last addition to this recruiting class a year ago. Like he's been in the program really like 12 months, you know, like, you know, part of the program. Like they got him after the April recruiting period, like not even a year. Honestly, he played in the April recruiting period and then and then came to, you know, and, and got some offers from which like I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, Wichita State was going after him. He would be a good fit at Wichita State. Like I, I think he's gonna, he's gonna, he's on. He was a late addition, and it's just fascinating to me that already Penny has recruited over guys. He are it's not. This isn't like a tubby holdover. Like he's recruiting over the guys he just recruited a year ago, um, and it's just fascinating. It's it's it. I mean, and we can get to all this. I mean, like if he gets. Like, like we just listed, like I listed those four guys and he gets three of them. I mean, this is going to be like, they will be the story in college basketball. I mean, if they get like, it looks like, like, it looks like they are going to, there's a really good chance they get Precious Achua and Lester Canonas. I've heard really good chance. Like, like, I mean, I don't know if you can expand on this, but you've, I mean, it sounds like Penny and them are confident they are going to get them. Would you say that's a fair assessment? Yes, that's that's you know from from talking to sort of the the people in the area, the people who Penny you know is recruiting and things. It sounds it sounds like 
the staff has been talking, and they are very confident at this point that they are going to get those two. Yeah, and those if you two. just add those two, Lester and Pre- Precious, you're talking about top fifteen, top ten team. You're talking about the you know you're talking about two lottery picks potentially one and done lottery picks in Precious and James Wiseman, a top sixty five recruit in Lester Quinones who might just move up into the top fifty. Evan Daniels has hinted that he will when they announce their final rankings next week. You're talking about another top fifty recruit in DJ Jeffries. You're talking about you know Tyler Harris, a guy who averaged double digit scoring last year coming back. Lomax, um, you know, Lance Thomas. I mean, it's going to be Damian Ball, Damian Ball. It'll be the best team in the AAC on I, paper. No doubt about I, it. I think that uh, I'm pretty confident, you know, that team would win the AAC. Yes. Um, I'll go, go out on a limb and say a team, a super team would, would, uh, would well, dominate that. Well, game. I don't know if that, like I see to me, it's getting RJ Hampton that makes it the super team. Cause then you're talking about three top 15 recruits, three one-and-done guys. Like, that's what Kentucky and Duke do. Like, like I mean, look, look, at, look at Duke this year. I mean, they had three. That's what their team was, three top 10 guys, essentially. I know they, and then they had Trey Jones, who I would say is equivalent to, like, a DJ Jeffries, you know, that type of caliber recruit. Like, you're looking at, like, you know, and like I said, they would be, if they got R.J. Hampton, they would be, the story of this college basketball offseason, they'd be arguably the biggest story going into next season in the country. And RJ Hampton looked awesome at that Nike event. Like, you know, he, he I, I don't like making player comparisons all the time, but it, it felt like this weekend he didn't shoot it particularly well. I mean, he still scored a ton of points. I think he saw he shot under 30% from three. Yeah, but but it's still, it felt like watching James Harden. Because every single time RJ drove to the basket, there was a whistle. Like, almost every single time. It's foul and foul and foul. And foul. It's just guys grabbing him because they can't stop him from getting to the rim. And it felt like, you know, felt like watching James Harden. Well, and his top four is Memphis, Kansas, Kentucky, and now Texas Tech instead of Duke. You talked to his dad yesterday. What is what? What would you say the vibe is you got from his dad about when he'll commit, what he's looking for, what Memphis's chances are? How would you de- how would you describe your your just sense of that recruitment? I think RJ this weekend laid it out uh, pretty clearly. You know, there was a lot of Kentucky media there this weekend, as you'd expect with the sort of recruiting su- success that they've had. And even with them, RJ found a way to sort of start talking about Memphis in the interview, which I thought was very interesting. Um, but on top of that, you, you know, with him, as far as the decision goes and when that might come and talking to Rod, it just sounds like, you know, they are in no rush at all. And this decision to stop playing AAU and to reclassify was more about the fact that there's really no reason for him to be playing AAU. He showed that he's probably the, I mean, he looked like the best player there over the weekend. Um, And he really just, he doesn't have anything else to prove. And there's no reason to play AAU ball when it doesn't really help your future and you could get hurt. And so for him, it just, it didn't make sense at this point. And and they said that um, actually it was Monday night that they decided, you know, it was, 
it was time to just go ahead and reclassify and, and give up AAU ball. And it they does, decided Monday night and had the video ready. To, yeah. the, the video already filmed well, for Tuesday. Well, but, the, the, the video had a nice sunset in the background. Maybe they filmed it Monday night. Okay. Okay. But but no, so uh, or at least that's what Rod told me is that it was Monday night. So um, they went ahead and did that. And, and it's interesting talking to him. He's like, we're going to go where we're going to go. And if a school, you know, can't wait on it, because I asked him, does the pursuit of other players by schools, I was particularly thinking about Memphis, right? Because before this whole Winget news started to leak out, um, it sounded like they were going to have three scholarships and then they were still going to have a good chance at Rajon Tucker, Lester, and um, Well, because I, I think it is notable that during the one live period of the spring that where co- college coaches can watch AAU teams, Penny spent one of the days of the live period Friday Staying here in Memphis yeah. what with Rajon Tucker in town for an official visit, which strikes me as we want him. Right. Like, you don't do that unless you want that kid. Right, exactly. But the the, the point was, I, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, numbers-wise, is maybe RJ's reclassifying because he wants to commit to Memphis before – you know, these other guys make a decision and then that way he's locked into his spot. And so I sort of phrased the question that way. I said, is it, is, does the pursuit of other players play a role in your timing of all this? And the answer was no. If a school has a spot for us, they have a spot for us. If they don't, they don't. And Marvin Bagley waited all the way up until Mm -hmm. about a week before school to make a decision, which indicates that this could be a while still. Well, now, Memphis has a but, spot that but they can exactly, just save for them. Exactly. So yeah. now they have the spot. So none of that really, really matters at this point. So I, you, you know, it makes you wonder if all this Winget stuff happened all of a sudden here in the last couple of days. Like because the indications we had gotten was that at the end of the year was that he was coming back. Like he had a bunch of family members at that Creighton game. His dad was on Facebook saying he was coming back, and that's why. It, like honestly, my this is just speculation based, not based on talking to anyone. Like I think Penny probably, you know, this, this RJ thing became, you know, more realistic than ever in the past week or so. And Penny was like, all right, we gotta, we gotta figure this out. Cause we gotta have a spot for this guy saved. Even if we don't, you know, and like, honestly, like, you know, I mean, he could have. I mean, although he, it does seem like David's been away from the team for oh really a couple a few days, yeah. Okay, so maybe this was brewing already, because um, it is you know with Jaden he could take Jaden off scholarship, and then if they didn't fill that scholarship, he could then put him back on scholarship. Like you can it you can put someone back on, but you can't take them off once you're past a certain date. Um, but looks like they he found a solution. Um. And this so, is this is all of a sudden a ton of fun. Well, it's fun, and it's also, but it's also like, I mean, honestly, if they add four more guys of this caliber to this team, it really is going to shine. Like, I think then it becomes the 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 spotlight is on you all year. The spotlight is on Penny, especially because when you have three, first of all, it's multi layered. First of all. If they get all these guys, you're going to have three guys who expect to be one and done recruits who are 
arguably top, you know, Precious is arguably, some mock drafts have him top 10 right now for 20, the 2020 draft. But let's say three top 15 guys. And, like, with James, he's pretty much the consensus number one guy in terms of mock drafts. And I just given his skill set and size, barring some catastrophic injury, I just don't see him dropping below three. But guys like RJ Hampton and Precious Achua, like their stock could vacillate based on how they play and what they're you know what they do at Memphis this one year, and it could also affect Penny's recruiting in the future because it's not like he's he's going after one and done guys in 2020 and 2021. Oh yeah, so it's it's it 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 puts pressure on Penny to make sure these guys, at the very least, their stock remains steady, and you know you want to improve it. But like if the, if say if RJ, say RJ Hampton enters this year as the fifth or sixth guy, and doesn't have, like say you know like Cam Reddish at Duke didn't have a great year and is now you know borderline top ten pick after being the number three recruit in the country like so it put puts pressure on Penny to deliver in that regard and then the other tier of it is like what about guys like Lance Thomas Damian Ball Ryan Boyce Alex Lomax the, you know like these guys you recruited a year ago, um, like there's not going to be a lot of playing time. For, like you know, th- their roles are going to change if you have this super team. Like let's say they get all these guys. You're looking at RJ at the point, Lester or maybe Tyler at the two, um, DJ Jeffries at the three, Precious, Precious Achua at the four, and James Wiseman at the five. So now you're talking. I mean, I guess you could say. Lance Thomas is your third big, I guess. Yeah, why well, I mean where's Isaiah Isaiah Maurice? Maurice like he's your fourth big, but that, you know, that means his playing time would be, you know, probably not be more than it was this year and probably less. Damian Ball is coming in like he th- he thought he was going to be the starting point guard. And if you get RJ, he's just, it's just not going that's not going to happen probably. So who shoulders that responsibility of keeping Penny. everybody well, happy. That's on that's Penny. on Penny. I mean, he recruited all these guys. Is it a collective effort or does no, he No, that's on Penny. Like it's he's got to be the guy that 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 like, massages everybody's shoulders. 100%. He's the guy that's making these promises. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I'm wondering if he doesn't like pass it off to somebody else and say, you know, make sure let's let's, let's Well, I'm sure the staff will be involved too, but ultimately this is Penny's program. It's it's what honestly like everyone harps on John Calipari for only winning one national championship at Kentucky, but it's the thing he's best at. At Kentucky, he has done a fantastic job at getting big time recruits to accept roles that maybe they wouldn't have thought they were going to accept when they were recruit getting recruited. Arguably, that that's as impressive or more impressive uh, that that skill. The X's and O's and, and drawing up plays, in my opinion. I mean, certainly with with this level of talent and the league Memphis is in, X's and O's are not going to be that big of a deal right, this year. Right. Like if they bring in this much talent, they are going to stomp most of the AAC. Right. Like they're just they're here's, just going to be so much more talented. Here's what I see. Work. Here's the way I think of it. <clears throat> Penny is the one that's making all these promises. To these guys, yeah, like it seems like three or recruiting. four different guys have been told they're going to bring the ball up the court. So <laughs> Penny is now going to be the guy that has to figure it out when it's time, you know, to try and when it's when it's time to rally the troops and, and get everybody on the same page. 
you know, I'm not saying anything that he, obviously coaches are, are going to say whatever they want when they're recruiting and, and they have, you know, that sort of reputation and, and those ideas that they bring to the table to live up to. But you also, at some point in the year, have to go with what works the best. And I think mm-hmm. players have a, a responsibility to understand that as well. Well, one, I think you're going to see some transfers eventually. Maybe not like now, but like after this, you know, there's going to be guys who aren't, you're not going to be able to keep everyone happy. You're just not. The, the, the thing Penny needs to be, needs to do, because it'll get used against him on the recruiting trail, especially with the caliber recruits he's recruiting, like is in terms of these elite level guys, making sure they come out even or better than what they were when they came in. And because uh, if 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 these guys if if Precious Achua his draft stock gets hurt by coming to Memphis, you best believe that's going to be used against Penny on the recruiting trail, um, and, unless he wins really big and and Precious Achua's uh, stock got hurt, then maybe you could you could you know Penny could be like, well, his draft stock got hurt, but we, it was you know we won big, um, and so it's I mean it's it's let's let's be honest, it's a much better problem to have than yeah. the one. Tubby had a few years ago where he like barely he had like nine scholarship guys on the team and or la- you know a couple years ago when he had to fill the roster with Juco guys like it's a much better you know it's a good problem to have it's a problem arguably only Duke and Kentucky can really have you know a comparable problem to what Memphis might run into next year and it it what's amazing to me is just that I mean he I mean it, it just Penny his like just I don't know what it is. It's like, I do know what it is about him. It's like his people are just drawn to the guy. And it's just remarkable that he has so quickly capitalized on that here in recruiting. And like, he's, he's put the wall up around Memphis. Like, you know, it's pretty clear now if he prioritizes a guy in Memphis, at least for now, he's going to get him. Mm -hmm. And now if he does what we think he's going to do here over the next couple of weeks, he's delivering on the promise he made that he, you know, he's going to kind of strategically and selectively go out and recruit nationally. Like we, and the only other person who's doing what he's done, what he's doing right now successfully at Memphis is, is Cal. And it looks like he's on the verge of creating something, something really, really special on the court. You know, just, I, I mean, this is going to be, I mean, if like it's just it's just crazy. Think about like three. Think about that. Three one and done guys on the same team. That's a very realistic thing we're looking at now. Yeah, that's incredible. Crazy. And you know what? When we talk about all this recruiting and all, and what he's able to do, and you can speak to this because I think you you've been around it too. We talk so much about how Penny is Memphis, and he represents the city of Memphis and the personality of the city, and. People love Penny for that. He's also very much AAU basketball. You watch these events. He knows everybody. Everyone wants to go talk to Penny. Um, he he walks around like he's you know he's the king there. It's 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 crazy to watch, and it's it, it's it's also funny. You know, you watch these games. It's about what kid has the flashiest shoes on, and Penny rolls up and he's in Louis Vuitton blue Jordans that none of the kids have seen. And they just go crazy over it. I mean, I got a text from someone this weekend, totally unaffiliated, not in Memphis, like, like literally, like you should write a column about Penny shoes. That's what the person said to me, and I was like, 
Know, maybe. He's the king of AAU basketball, and his blue Louis Vuitton Jordans are his crown. That is it. Yeah. I mean, it's... Going back going back a little bit, You were ta- we were talking about the number of spots that they've got, and you were you had mentioned possibly the ability to take Jaden off scholarship if you had to. I, like I said last week, though, I actually don't think Penny wants to do that. Like, I think Penny, like... Penny views his son a certain way. Like, sure, like, yeah. You know, like he thinks his son. I don't think he views it as like 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 some people do as like almost like a you know a gift. Like I right. think he feels his son deserves to be on and, scholarship. And, and, and you actually, know, who am I to say he's yeah, wrong? No, you yeah, know, like, I've sure. talked to a few people that have been inside of those practices. Who recently? I, I know you said you've said you'd be surprised. You know, if if he plays a lot of minutes at any point, but. I from what I've talked to, I I've talked to some people that have said Jaden has looked pretty pretty good in practices. He's held been able to hold his own, and and he is going up against some really talented. Well, he players. can shoot. I mean, they need that. shooters, so maybe I mean maybe they'll try him out. I mean his his problem has been, always been he's not he's not the athlete his dad was, and he's not as long as his dad was. And, you know, it's hard to it's hard for him to stay, you know, it's hard for him to compete with elite athletes. Let's put it that way. He's a good shooter, but it's hard for him to compete with elite athletes. So my question was, is there is there a scenario at all where you where either one of you guys would think that they would take him off? Is there a fifth guy? That. I just don't think you can uh, add might be out fifth. there. I just, I mean, there probably is. Like they're going after that David. Look, Jenkins we didn't see any of this and, coming. Who knows? Yeah, like, who knows? Come on, yeah. But like, how many? I mean, like, how many guys can you have on? the I know, team? but like, I mean, but hey, <laughs> I mean, if you if you can, why wouldn't you? If you would, you turn away a guy like this David that whatever you were. Talking well, he's about. he might have to sit out a year. But I, I mean, I don't. If you add him, you got way too many guards. You can't. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. Too many. I mean, I take Penny at his word. They're trying to add four, and it's four specific guys. Like, it's not just, you know, he wants to, he called them studs in that article. He wanted to add four studs, I think. And so, and I think we've identified the four. Precious, Lester, um, I guess Trendon, but it seems like. I was going to say, if Trendon. Yeah, but it seems like that's, I think think they've kind of. The wild card, the wild card is Jalen Green. I don't don't think he's going to reclass, but I think that's sort of the the wild card there. But everybody thinks Trendon is going to LSU, right? If somebody wakes up. LSU or Alabama. If we wake up tomorrow and Will Wade gets a phone call from the NCAA, does Trendon come back in the My sense is is that they have. I mean, Lester came in and visited recently. And the fact, like, I I don't know if there's just, like, we'll see. I mean, maybe Trendon. Maybe if Trendon called tomorrow, they would take his commitment. But I think they feel really good about Le- about uh, Precious right now, and that I think not the ship has sailed, but they've kind of turned their attention to Precious. They feel rather, good about him, yeah. Um, rather than you know, and so and I think it's partly because Trendon kind of turned his attention right, to LSU right, and right. Alabama, yeah. um, and especially LSU. Um, so I mean, we'll see, but I mean. They they are still very much in the running, I guess. He's they're one of the finalists for Trendon. Um, See, so you, you certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't turn that. You wouldn't turn down a commitment from someone like that. But um, it just seems like it seems like we're moving towards Lester and Precious committing here in the next couple weeks. Luscious, luscious. That's what that's what uh, Lester. Prester. 
<laughs> no, it's Luscious. That's what uh, Lester commented under Precious Achua's photos of him at, at okay. Memphis on Instagram. Luscious. Um, so it looks like it's those two and then, you know, maybe a late edition. Of- I would go with Ken- Kenchua. That's what I would. No, come on. No? Luscious is good. I like no. like Kenchua's not as good? No. Kinchua? What? No. no. You can't win them all. Yeah, no. They can't they can't Kinchua really rolls off the tongue. Jeez. You can like you can like see it like, <laughs> you can like see it like you know like, like you know Lester finds precious and it's like luscious. I know. guess. I don't know. They can't all uh, be singers. Luscious. Whoa now, this is a PG podcast, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Um well, let's wrap this up with this. You were in Atlanta. You saw more than RJ Hampton. Take us through who Memphis targets who really impressed you. And I, I assume most of them are 2020 and 2021 guys, but yes, just take us through who, who impressed you and what you sort of, what, what your sense was in terms of how Memphis is recruiting. So them. the two people that I watched, one is not really, you only there. watched two people the whole time. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I meant the two people that like stood out the most, but I said, watched like a moron. Anyway, um, the two guys that really stood out, one of them hasn't really been connect- connected to Memphis yet. One of them has. Zaire Williams, who plays for the Oakland Soldiers alongside Jalen Green and Dior Johnson, two other guys that Memphis wants. He played awesome this weekend. Had a 30-point game. Played really well in all their games. He- he's really taken advantage of all the attention that goes to Jalen Green, and he-, he played amazing. And I know um, I talked to him. Memphis has been on him um, a good bit. So he's one guy that really stood out. The other is Greg Brown's teammate, Cade Cunningham, who's a, a six seven point guard. He I mean, if there's any if there were ever a guy that Penny could sort of try and mold into what he was, I think Cade Cunningham might be him. And, and he was awesome this weekend too. Greg Brown played pretty well. He had two games where, you know, he struggled a little bit. Who, Greg Brown is twenty twenty or twenty twenty one? He's twenty twenty. Okay. Um, Mike Miller's been recruiting him really hard. I had a story on commercialpeel.com about him. Um, Where was it? At commercialpeel.com. Cool. Anyway, he he played a game against Chris Moore, who's another guy that Memphis um, is after, West Memphis kid. They visited him Monday after the tournament. When Chris Moore and Greg Brown went up against each other, Chris Moore outplayed him this weekend, in my opinion. Um, And it's, uh, you know, Chris felt like he played really well. The staff told him that he played really well, and the staff also told him that he can maybe expect that his name moves up the rankings, which I thought was interesting. Um, And I think he would be a big asset to Memphis in the future, just if anything because he's so strong and built in the post already. At that level, he can sort of just push kids around, which is – I mean, it's a, it would be a really big asset. If you could have him and Dandridge down there together, man, you could have two bullies. Um, so he looked good. Kennedy Chandler is another kid who Memphis really hasn't pursued. Briarcrest kid. Yeah, Briarcrest. Really had 2021. Memphis really hasn't pursued him um, too hard yet, but I fully expect them to eventually get involved. They met with him today. He looked really good, and and it was funny. I, I wrote a story. Trey Young was so impressed by him that he came up and gave him some pointers. Trey Young was in his exact same position last year, or last year when he when he was playing AAU, playing up as a sophomore, seventeen and under, ranked in the twenties by two four seven, point guard, 
same coach, same AAU team. So, you know, it was pretty cool for Kennedy to sort of get that advice from Trey Young. Well, Kennedy's been touted for a while now. When he was in middle school, it's like kind of the him and Jonathan Lawson, the two best in that class, um, 2021 here in Memphis. And it looks like it's going to be a really strong class. Alden Applewhite, too. Alden Applewhite. Mike Miller's kid got some D1 offers this weekend. Um, so looks like that's going to be a strong year locally. And then Matt, you said Penny visited Matthew Morell this week too, right? Yeah, I heard, you know, every, every visit goes well, but the way that it was, I want to have the recruit who goes like, like, you know, not Penny, but like someone shows that, Oh, I hated him. Yeah. I, I had to kick terrible, him out. Of, we, we I spit on his shoes. Terrible <laughs> visit. We, terrible let, visit. we didn't even answer the door. Yeah. No, uh, every visit goes well, but. The way that it was phrased to me was that it went extremely well. Ooh, and on top of that, I I, I just feel like Memphis would have to screw something up to not get Matthew at this point. Gotcha. So, um, did you see any cheating going on at this AAU event you were at? No cheating, but a lot of crouting. A lot of crouting. Okay. No, no, uh, no, uh, twenty dollar handshakes or anything right. like that. No, not quite. Yeah. To to be honest, most of the cheating goes on at like. It's like if it goes on like uh, the chilies or Applebee's outside of these events, like you know, they meet or the co- the roof the rooftop. Well, why can't I think of it? the penthouse of the Cosmopolitan? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, that or there or in hotel rooms. Um, in like the Dru- because most of the time, like these AAU teams stay at like the Drury Inn or like the you know like the, you know. They, they I was a, in I was in a comfort suites. Comfort suites. Actually, I no Marriott. That's fun a fact. Bush League move next to me. The room next to me was R.J. Hampton's high school coach at Little Elm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What a good what story. A thrill. Yeah. R.J. Hampton's coach. <laughs> yeah. His, his, you seem very excited Elm. about that. <laughs> did you get, did you get any scoop from him? Oh yeah, I got. Oh wait, someone scoop. else broke that he was reclassifying, <laughs> not you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> um all right well uh who was on the other side yeah who was yeah who was on the other side i don't know or i wasn't paying that much attention and why were you staying at a comfort suite because i booked the trip so late it points man i was points, in, and points, i points points I, I keep trying to like ingrain this in your head Points. You I, need I the points. You. Pick I, a brand and get the points. Mark, I have told you, I can't take your recommendations. You, <laughs> you are you are always falsely accusing me of things, and you make terrible Mexican I'm gonna, restaurant next week, You know what? I'm going to Tulsa soon. I'm going to go get a burrito from there, and I'm going to love it. <laughs> Good for you. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll probably keep doing this because you guys seem really interested in recruiting, and... It's fun to talk about, and it seems like, like I said, this month looks like it's going to be a very momentous month for Memphis basketball. Um, nine days away from the Lester Quinones decision. Nine days, and what, like about two weeks left in the signing period? We should note the late sign, this spring signing period. Guys can still sign afterwards; they just can't sign a letter of intent. They can still sign financial aid papers, so that's why, like for instance, R.J. Hampton can wait until heck the week before school. Maybe you could even probably wait till he could probably, as long as he was able to stay eligible, could probably wait till school st- after school started. But um, it will be a. Uh, it should. It seems like it's going to be a fun few weeks, and we will uh, 
we should we didn't mention um last second here that Memphis is not bringing back their strength and conditioning coach. Oh, Randy um, Flores. Randy yeah, Flores. he was brought in by Tubby Smith a couple years ago and that that's not shocking to me and then uh yeah. I've also heard that Brad Anderson the trainer who's been around he was brought trainer. in by Josh Pastner in Got 2009. In 2009, yes, he will also not be back with the program from what I've from what I've been hearing. Yeah. I haven't um, reported that yet. Yeah, it'll be uh it makes sense. I mean, like those guys, like were holdovers, and from what I understand, Tom Bowen, like, kind of was like to Penny, like, I you should keep a few guys on staff from the previous regime just to help your transition last year, and then and 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 you know, but at the same time, like, you know, Penny, after a year, if Penny wants to bring it, like, Penny's got to bring in guys who mesh with sort of what he wants and how he envisions those programs and. Like Brad and Randy are both good guys. I got to know them while on the beat, and uh, I'm sure they'll land on their feet somewhere. Um, but at the same time, I do think, you know, it's Penny's right, and he should be able to hire who he wants for those. Those are important positions within a program, and so um, it will be interesting to see who he brings in. I would not be shocked if it's someone with an NBA background because that's what it seems like Penny is very interested in. That's what he did with the video coordinator. Yeah. I, I bet I would uh, also put my money on that. That leaves equipment manager Ryan McPhail as the only <laughs> leftover from Tubby Smith's staff. And the, and I think the, the secretary at the, uh, at the, at the practice facility, she was there when Tubby was there, but yes. It's a uh, it's a brand new day, and uh, it's no more obvious than on the recruiting trail. Um, so yeah, we'll be back next week. We will uh, update you on uh, what's happening in recruiting, and uh, yeah, let's see, super team, it's coming, maybe, possibly, potentially. The Tiger Basketball Podcast can be found each week during the regular season at commercialappeal.com. You can also subscribe for free to the Tiger Basketball Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. The Tiger Basketball Podcast is a production of the Commercial Appeal.